You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome back. It's time to wrap up the week. We're here on Friday. Let's take a look at what we got today. We'll take a look at Brett Crude bouncing back a little bit. FTX Ventures taking an investment. We'll talk about that. Tesla looking at lithium hydroxide refinery facility. Uh, DocuSign earnings. Zscaler's restoration hardware. We'll talk about an upgrade in Regeneron. And a little bit on Apple TV. And of course, we got our guest today, Nate Tobik, investor and founder of CompleteBankData.com. If you guys are ready to finish up the week with none other than pre-market prep, get us started with a thumbs on up and get ready to rise and shine. It's time to start the day. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. It looks like I got the title wrong this morning. It should have been the 50% retracement. That's and my it. man, it's the Dennis Diggs, coming on and killing it yesterday with that call on the overall Welcome market. Welcome to the 50s call. The 50s. We're, we're back. I like the 50s. The music was pretty good. Joel, you know, was like, you know, how old were you in the uh, Dennis, we, we just have to. We have to proclaim uh, the fit. We we have to proclaim the Fibonacci retracements are, are no longer relevant. I mean, we have no to come relevant. up. We have to come up with a new name. Further, let me get rid of the BIBB. Yeah, it can't be the uh, a new name. We got to get rid of the Fibonacci. Should we call it? Big question. Should we call it the JD retracement or the DJ? Because oh. D comes before J, right? But I created, I, I taught you it. So what, are, what are we going to call it? 
Okay. I know. And I just want you to know. It's page four on our, our virtual. Yeah. I like, okay, I like Dennis, the... I am burning this book today. Okay. Because I sent you the outline, right? For our book. <laughs> what year is to... that book from Joel? <laughs> I, I, bought this, I bought this with the, when I was in Chicago. So... What year is that one from? That looks like the 70s. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's Edwards and, um, Edwards and McGee. It's like the golden book of technical. Look at all these pages here. No worries. I writing. No worries. I got you too. We'll burn the newer one. Yeah, <laughs> man. We got the newer version of it. And all we're going to do is put 50%. That's, That's it. it. One word, 50%. 50%. That's it. You know what? That's all that matters. Dennis, I can just mark this up, right? I can yeah. Just... Well, I mean, why do we need this well, stuff when we have 50% Dennis... on every page? 50%. Dennis, you were I, off you know, by 12 cents. 50% school isn't a good grade, but 50% of the markets does really well. You, you were off by 12 cents. I just want I missed it by 12 cents. I you did. are horrible. Right. Horrible. Didn't quite get there. <laughs> all right, I'm telling you, all... man, it was setting up for, you know, selling off on Powell, then they're not, not so bad, bouncing at the 50%, and running into Tuesday's CPI report. It all added up. Yeah, that's, that's what I asked. That was should my we call this, Should my we call title. this the pre-market spoon feed show? That was because spoon we did, feeding you guys we just like You know, we just like, like boom. You got to get yeah, your skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta get your Skittles. Feed them up. Yeah, just like those guys. Feed them All, right. Up. All right. Enough fun here. People are going to get upset <laughs> with us here. Uh, boom. S&P's talking SEP here. Missed that closing tick by one, yeah. one tick. Closing price by one tick. I don't have much resistance for you, but as always, you got to respect that pre-market high of 44.50. My next true daily high is not up until 72.75. I'll have these numbers for you uh, on um, on Monday. Dollar getting whacked down 70, 77 cents here at 108.935. We'll keep an eye on the dollar. TLT up 45 cents, 105.851. <laughs> Double bottom and crude, a bounce. Dennis, I, I don't think you called that one. Up uh, buck 48, 85. That would be me. That would be gold, me. Don't worry. Gold up 1090 at 1731. Spinner is uh, always good, though, What'd you say? Spinner is always good to call me out. He says, you might have called that right, but you sucked on Bitcoin. Yeah, but you, you know sucked what? on Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, but I here's... suck on Bitcoin. You Lucky suck. I don't trade Bitcoin. You yeah, know lucky. what, though? <laughs> How do you know that this, I mean, there was a catalyst, right? Did you know that Bankman was going to put thirty percent in, in Skybridge Capital? I mean, that's a catalyst. That's no, but but Joel, one thing that I've been noticing more of is when you know when you get those hard down moves because Bitcoin sold off before the market. Look for sometimes the market to rally and rally Bitcoin because the correlation seems to make sense. I mean. You did call that yesterday, and, and we—I don't know. If it, it was, was a weird down move, and I was like, "Hold on, this well, is what? weird." Yeah, this, this is, is supposed weird. to the go spy with the isn't going down. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about and, that and talk for a Bitcoin second. because we have bottom. Let's get and into it. Let's talk Bitcoin just quickly because it's been talked about on CNBC mm-hmm. nonstop because of the deal. <laughs> but we bought double bottomed kind of here, Joel, on Bitcoin. Here we we held the July low, and that's the I good know. news. So that's the good news. I. I'll Let me say, give the news here. I Let me still give the news think right Bitcoin's going, long, going lower longer term, but there's a short-term bounce here. And one thing to consider is the S, 
that's the the market the nasdaq is positively correlated with bitcoin there's no way you get a rally in the nasdaq and bitcoin probably exactly. goes the other way it doesn't usually happen so you got to understand your relationships so in any regard here um bitcoin nice day for it this morning it's got the double bottom in place you could get bullish but again i'm not chasing you get a pullback now let's talk 50 percent retracements <laughs> so you know maybe you get today's candle maybe a pullback people and then maybe you take a strike on it but i'm still saying it's not you know something i'm looking to invest in i'm investing in stuff you know you know real companies making real money not just you know oh crypto is going to take over the world because i don't think we're transacting crypto anytime soon so i'm sticking with my overall bearish thesis in bitcoin but if you're overall bullish the market don't be shorting anything. You don't be shorting crypto if you're bullish. So obviously, I told you yesterday, I think we got room to 410 on SPY. Nice. Uh, and, and that's why I'm sticking with a little bit long, getting paid for it today. Yes, people love it when I lose money. Sorry. Not going <laughs> to probably lose money today. Maybe I'm going to. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Just now, your day's almost but, over. Your day's but, almost over. I mean, it's I'll, all just about, you know, it's about flipping, you know, and I flip a lot and I do a lot of different calls and stuff. But I mean, these 50% have been really working well. Just take and call the 50% show. I mean, yeah, okay, the June rally, we, we got over at 420 was more than 50% of the overall move, but we bounced on the 390 right at the 50%. So, and then we had a 50% retracement of the previous day's move. Yeah, a 50% retracement of the recent move would bring us back to 410. I think that's possible. Yep. 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 I just, uh, I just, the one thing I want to say about Bitcoin here is that, um, it's just perfect timing, you know, by, by, uh, Scaramucci and Bankman, right? It was, you know, where it was at on the charts. Um, and I think that, you know, this is a big catalyst and it's a big move. And I think that, you know, if it, if it holds, I think you, and you have to, y'all coming up with your own definition of what holds, but if it, does it then i think you really got to be concerned but it's getting a nice pop today uh you know trading you know firmly into green so uh you know and going with the market right uh it took a day or two so i wanted to i wanted to and also i mean you know bankman i i think he has the same hairdresser as you dennis <laughs> he's got awesome hair you say i have bad hair it's crazy his hair it's going like this. And you know what? I got to give that guy props. That kid, you know, basically just became the arbitrageur of crypto. It's how he made it. You're wondering how he made it. He became the you know arbitrageur of crypto. He was first to his space. He was making, and I've, I've read some of his stuff, you know, and, and, and I'm going to get know, him on here. From him too. He was just quick. He knew crypto really well. And he invented, you know, a, a high frequency system to arbitrage between the different exchanges. And he was one of the first there. And that's why he got paid to do it. So no different than what, you know, all these high frequency trading firms do every day in the equity markets. Yep. You just took it to the crypto markets. And, you know, he got rich very fast doing that because in the, in the equity markets, you know, the, the high frequency traders are going in for like 0.01%. Like, I mean, fractions, fractions, a penny here, a penny there, a penny there. He was making dollars, big time dollars doing that arm. Like one, two, three percent. That's unheard of in arbitrage. Yeah. He was just there that early. So props to Sam. I you know respect him so much for what he's accomplished there. And you know, obviously, you know, he was first to his space. He basically employed all these high frequency trading systems in the crypto. It's unbelievable that the high frequency traders weren't the first ones there. He he came from that and you know created it all. And 
was the first there. So props to him. All right, let's give the news here. FTX Ventures is to take a 30% stake in Skybridge Capital. Skybridge Capital, the investment firm founded by Anthony Scarmucci, will use portion of the proceeds to purchase 40 million in cryptocurrencies to hold on its corporate balance sheet as a long-term investment. And uh, this is interesting. I mean, I mean that's that's a pretty pretty big stake, and I mean buying you know forty million in crypto. Yeah, exactly. Is that now was the time though? That's the only question that I have. Is now the time to go into it? I don't know. I don't know if this is a a, a true hard bottom on Bitcoin. It's it's tough to call. It, it, it's a it's a good bottom. You know, I'll say it's a good bottom. You know, and to my point, still, I still think we got a lot of pain ahead. For Bitcoin, I don't think we're going back, and I'll still say ten thousand. I've been right the whole way down. You can say bad call on Bitcoin, but I've been talking about being bearish Bitcoin since fifty thousand. I sold the majority of my Bitcoin at fifty thousand, so I think I've been right here, even though some people think I'm wrong on it. But again, you know, we don't go straight down. There are tradable bottoms. Exactly. You have a tradable bottom in Bitcoin here now. I'm not no. chasing it today when it's up ten percent, but you get a pullback. I would jump, you know, and maybe if you're a crypto trader, maybe you're playing it from the long side on a pullback. Again, selling reps, buying dips, shorting reps, buying dips, however you want to do it, but not chasing. Again, if you're coming in buying stocks today, we just rallied 90 handles in a day. I mean, this is, you know, yeah, there's room to 410, but it's not easy now. Now you have air below. It was easier yesterday on the pullback when you had the big move, counter move. So here's technical analysis nutshell. Moving down. Get a big counter move. Oh, we caught a few people. Then you get a counter move of that. That's when those people who are short are going to be trying to cover. And that's when the people who are looking to get long are going long, to be trying buy. to buy. Yeah, back and fill. Back, back and, and fill. fill, Joel. Back and okay. fill. There's a technical name for it there. We got to read. I mean, you know, Dennis, I did send you like seven or eight chapters in the book, and you haven't done one thing. And you're moved in your house now. So you have absolutely no excuse to start, to start uh, not to be editing that book. <laughs> I know I gotta Let's start doing going stuff. I'm trying to get this house settled. This house, and you can hear the echo in here. Somebody's saying you must get that new house sound because there's like nothing in here. I have like the Benzinga band. <laughs> yeah, I have that too. You know, and I have like <laughs> emptiness. The house is like I've got to like put some pictures on the wall. Maybe get a carpet because it's just hardwood floor in here. So that's what maybe happened. A carpet to me. would absorb. Yeah. Think a carpet, Mitch. Oh, carpet is I. needed. I need a carpet too. Yeah, I'm echoing off these walls. It's just big walls with just nothingness <laughs> in here. So I need some stuff. Send me some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Where's where's the uh, super stickers for the stuff? <laughs> All right, let's keep going, guys. Let's take a look uh, today at. Uh, did we talk about the overall recap there? I think we ran through crude. Let's let's yep, uh, take did. a quick look. That's climbing on up. Um, we can go towards the major news. At least what I caught. Uh, you know, everybody wants to keep eyes on Tesla. And Tesla is coming back right now and is evaluating a project for lithium hydroxide refining facility on the Gulf Coast of Texas. If you guys remember, this is something that I've been trying to point to. I'm going to continue pointing that there's going to be more and more projects. And this is something that we should be watching for. Tesla said that the plant would be focused on the development of battery grade lithium hydroxide and be the first of its kind in North America. Of course, this came from a letter uh, to Texas uh, controller office. Um, so one thing that I would state is, you know, look at the lithium players. They're starting to get moved. If you take a look, what did PLL do? It's the same thing, a project yeah. here in the United States. And I think you're going to continue to see more and more projects be released. 
I mean, we're right here too. This is something we talked about a week ago. We said when this market turns around, these lithium players are going to be the first ones to go. We talked about this. That's why I stayed long LTHM. They were not going down with the overall market. And we had this conversation, if you remember, a week ago. Lithium demand is not going to go away. There is a long-term you know, secular market here that is forming for lithium because we are going EV. Whether it's Ford, whether it's GM, whether it's Tesla, whether it's Fisker, whether it's Lordstown. They all gonna need I don't lithium. Know about How is Ride doing? They all take- gonna need lithium. So I mean, I think on pullbacks, you're buying lithium stocks. The four Mitch gave you a good one too. We'll give him some props too, because he's been talking about PLL. That's approaching the highs. I mean, I LTHM, which I am long, is trying to break out to new highs here right now. If not, that might be an all-time high on LTHM. Yeah. I think it yep. is. Yep. Are you still on? You're still on. Yeah, that that's too, aren't that's you, uh, yep. In one of my portfolios, that's by far the largest position. I'm thinking yep. of just selling everything else. I sold some of it. I, we were in this at six bucks, obviously, Gene and, Gene. and Jason it was as a well. Gene call. Yep. Yep. Um, so now it's going to take a long time. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it, it, it is, you know, it, it's going to take a while, you know, for, for things to grow into it. But, you know, I've, every time I look at this thing at like 30, 31, I'm like, man, I got to sell it. And then it goes back down to 20. And I'm like, oh, I'm so stupid. And then it go, it just does the same thing. Now is this going to be a sustainable breakout? And with these kind of things, you know, strong close yesterday, trading up today. Uh, you want to see, yeah, it's important. Well, it's traded 34.76. It's up six cents. But I'm going to go back. I'm going to find out what the all-time closing high is. And then I want to see a couple days it close above that level. Hitting something intraday, we all know, can mean very little. All-time closing high, 34.49. That was eclipsed yesterday. So you give me a couple, you know, a couple closes above 34.50 here. Then I, you know, you can call the breakout. Also, if you want to, you know, if you're playing things on a breakout, we talk about this. You know, maybe throw a tight stop on this one because if it turns into a fake out, then you can reload again. So that, that's one important thing about, you know, if you're playing breakouts, different stops, different risk rewards for different situations. But uh, so far, glad I'm held on to that uh, LTHM. I've sold a lot of it, and I wish I wouldn't have sold any. So I was long ALB. I was long LTHM. I was long mm. LAC. I was never long PLL. I sold my LAC um, right in here, actually. I feel like I sold it. And I should have rebought it because I feel like I sold it around like $30, but that was after you know, when went to 40, obviously. Yeah, those um, monthly charts got back down 20. Good. I wish I would have reloaded in that one. The LTHM is the only one I held a piece of, and I think I'd be a buyer of all these on pull. I'll give you ALB. a laggard here. Laggard is MP. MP is the MP laggard. Here. Yeah, MP that's... would be the laggard. It's off of the, the off of the monthly support on the 30s. I like that 30 support there. Oh yeah, for a move nice to pullback. come back. Yep, trading up today, seventy-four cents too. Well, there you guys have it. We'll definitely keep an eye out on lithium, and you'll see how Tesla. They all go, I, I think long term they're all going higher. Yeah, uh, just for Tesla, right just a note, uh, you know, for the for the daily update that you know that I send with, um, you know, uh, recapping the market and the uh, the top components. Three days in a row, uh, Tesla was the uh, the biggest uh, biggest percentage winner of the uh, top components, and kind of like, and you know who also came? Oh, actually, uh, Nvidia might have sneaked it out yesterday by a little bit. Be careful on this Nvidia. I talked to we talked about this on at the close. Very streaky stock. It had yep. seven down days in a row. 
uh, to make this low here. I'm not saying it's having seven up days at all, but look at, you know, it just, once this thing gets going in one direction, maybe there's a one day hiccup, but uh, very, very trendy stock there. Uh, just as far as a day in a streak trend, that's NVIDIA. So, so keep an eye on that. You got three, the triple bottom, three lows right in the yep. same area. And Next chapter. Shadow above. So. That's page five. On shadows, we gotta add shadows. Well, add a, well, I guess. Well, then, then that's the kind of guest chapter for Mitch on shadows, <laughs> and, and it's, the title of the chapter is gonna be "Don't be scared of your shadow." Don't be scared of the shadows, guys. You guys yeah, heard there it there, right above. You good writer, video. Mitch. Can you write? You write up a chapter? Yeah, he can write that. Yeah, I, I can handle at least the the shadow. He's chapter. got that. Mitch has maybe got that whole book. Shadow. Dennis will tell you about all your um, spelling and grammatical errors. So you that, know, he'll be good. I hope Mitch so. will be all over it. <laughs> Want to do some earnings stuff? Let's go to DocuSign. Tell Joel we're not English majors here. We're traders. So grammatical yeah, yeah, errors definitely, are allowed in this business. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a common feature from traders. Except when I have a spelling error in Twitter. Uh, you, Everybody you yells at you speak. for it? Yeah. 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 Especially me. That's why Joel, I don't Joel, you got to get it right, man. Joel, you got to get it right. Let's go to Docu. What's up with DocuSign, guys? The EPS at 44 cents, beating the 42 cent estimate. Sales at 622.2 million, beating the 602.34 million estimate. And when you take a look, they did do kind of a revenue outlook. Sales was a little bit better here. Um, they, but it's like right off. It's in line. Um, at least from what their outlook is, the guidance are just in line now. Hmm. Um, so... It's reporting on the right day. We're back in a risk-on market. You poured three days ago, sure. probably doesn't pop this much. I mean, you can look at everything that really reported last night. Zscaler just rip, roar, and rally, and nonstop of twenty-one bucks here now. DocuSign, uh, RH different. So RH was up on its report, and then it leaked. Uh, but looking at, you know, it's risk-on. DocuSign, Zscaler, these are high, you know, beta names. Kathy name there. So it's a risk-on market, so they're rip-roaring it and ripping the shorts for one day. You know what this chart reminds me of here? And I, I, I don't know if you guys uh, – a stock that had some good earnings last week, and it was trading way up, and it, it was bid. Do you guys remember? I'll give you a hint. It was a retail stock. It was bid. It was, they pulled the rug out. No, they didn't necessarily – I mean, they, it sold off that day. Lulu? But it, Yes. There yeah. You, go. you see, remember that day? But then it's ripped higher. I get my star for the day. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tricky day because I was, it actually ripped up to 330 that day and then, uh, boom, 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 and then pulled back. I don't know what day. It was this day right here. It, it, it just looked like it was just solidly bid in the pre market, it obliterated the pre market high. And then I don't know if that was a bad, it was a bad day in the market, I believe. And it sold off, but man, then it, that's not quite a double bottom. The lows are a little bit uh, too far away to call an exact double bottom. But so that's why when I see something like this, I'm like, man, someone's bidding it up here. You don't know if they're bidding it to whack it. Um, and DocuSign, let me see if I can give you a Everybody's daily bidding level. this. <laughs> this it's is bidding, it's yeah. a massive volume. Why not 70? Right? Sure. Why not Did 70? it get to 70? Why yeah. not 70? I'm not going like to say 70. no. is a nice no. level, Joel. Harlan uh, Pyen a... used to say, bring up the chart after five seconds, what level jumps out at you? You look at that 90-day chart, you're like, 70. 
It's a simple game. 70 bucks. Yeah. So um, don't you know, ask am I sticking me around if I'm long. Am I sticking around for the last three bucks? Probably not. But if you're looking to, you know, initiate a short, or if you're looking 70 is not a bad number. Although I hate shorting rocket ships. I like the 70 number. My thing with this stock is that it's at least hot. It got lower than the pandemic low. And I think that's yeah. a good sign to look that's for in stocks. Think about. But I think that's a good sign to look for in stocks. That means that they retraced their whole 100%. Everything. They move. gave it all back. Yeah, they gave it back. And yeah. so there's so many, Mitch, that did that. So many stocks gave it all back in 2021. You know, people got rich on these things. And if they just didn't sell, Oh, I feel so bad. Back. Yeah, they're 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 you're watching your DocuSign. Head, like... You're like, yeah, I got a thousand shares of that at fifty. It's at three hundred. I'm up a quarter mil in that thing. Yeah. Just killing it. It's going to five hundred. <laughs> going to a thousand. I'm gonna eventually have a million dollars in the stock and rug pull. And it's like, <laughs> where'd my quarter hope mil go? It's hope you didn't go on a long vacation. <laughs> this market, take the money and run. Quarter mil turns into a margin call. Yeah. Gotta sell the popcorn while the circus is in town. Let's keep going, guys. Let's get towards one that just hit the tape. I'm going to actually skip on over. I'll go to straight to Kroger here, and then we'll go back to Z-Scaler. Kroger, this report? Um, yeah, it just dropped there, so I just want to kind of get Whoa. into it Drop here. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, yep, here he goes. 90 cents beating the 77-cent estimate. Sales at $34.6 billion beating the $34.25 billion estimate. And Kroger's not looking too bad. I like $50 the dollars is huge for this stock. One I can see on Arca. There's 60,000 shares to go. That's a big seller. The, the entire volume for the entire pre-market 63,000 is a 62,000 share seller at 50 right now live really? in the pre-market. You don't need to see size like that in the pre-market. So 50 is your level of resistance. It's technically lines up too with all those highs. So I would mm-hmm. say that's your first point. If you can take out that 50, it gets more interesting. Um, it's good news, obviously, after McCormick's disaster yesterday. Um, it's it's good news that Kroger um, is you know beat and they, the the earnings look okay. With that being said, I don't know if I'm chasing Kroger. They're yeah. trying to take out that fifty though, Joel. They're dibbling. They're hitting them. They're, look at they're lifting them. They're lifting them. They're lifting them. Yeah, they might have. I would say you know if you're lifting it, I would I would put my orders out here at a quarter. Uh, because I three see three highs between 5018 and 5034. So keep an eye on that. And then the pre-market high, 5130. Do you, do you want to hear um, a good Kroger story? A real yeah, quick good let's Kroger, go Kroger story? Okay. You know, for my, my special sandwiches that I make for tailgates, I use Kroger uh, coleslaw, right? That's the only coleslaw I can use. So <laughs> there was a game on Saturday. And on Friday, I, you know, I'm like, okay, Lisa, I'm going to run over to Kroger's, right? And um, we had a bunch of stupid bottles, you know, that Lisa saves. And I had to return those. So, you know, it's like two, three miles away. So I go over to Kroger's. I put all the, the money in, you know, the, the bottles. And I don't even know how much money I got. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go buy all the turkey and all the other stuff. And I'm like, I don't have my wallet. I don't have my wallet with me. So I, I asked them, can we call it a credit card? They said no. So then I was I was looking for someone in the store to borrow money from. And it did it. Come on. So then I was thinking that I was just going to go up to a random person and borrow 20 bucks from them and then Venmo them. 
You know, I was thinking futuristic. This guy getting getting fancy. And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, holy mackerel, I'm gonna get arrested. (laughs) You know, for you know, for panhandling inside Kroger. Sure. But I did from the bottles. I did have enough money to buy my coleslaw. So I turned in my bottle receipt. I got the coleslaw. Then I had to go to a, a, another store. But uh, that that's my Kroger story. Those, Joel, I those got you, Joel. Bottle recycling centers are sick. Joel, you use your phone nowadays. You don't even need a wallet. Your phone what? has. has I don't the, have Apple Pay on there. I'm going to get it on there for you. I, I know. I thought about that too. That's, I, that saved me countless times also. Now I just use my phone. I'm like, I know. That I'm was out. stupid of me. I mean, of course, driving around. Or your watch. Yeah. You, you have an Apple watch. I didn't right? have my watch on. Mm, I know. You see? There you go. The future. Hey, is they nice. took out that seller, Dennis. Did you they get a did, piece of that? They did, Joel. They did. They, they took them out. Pop it. 60 yeah, they looked at them. Yep. Yep, they so you know them. how you trade that in the regular session? You let them go five and then five. And then if like 10 goes, then you got to like, then you got to go for five, right? You got to let them nibble, 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 nibble. And then you want that last 5K. And then if they come back in with another 50 grand, then you're kind of scratching your head. On that <laughs> then you're in trouble. It's like, <laughs> then, oh, you reloaded. Then you're right there at 49.99. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, Zscaler here as another really good report on a good day to be reporting here as it looks like. It let's give their earnings here. EPS at 25 cents, beating the 20 cent estimate. Sales at 318.1 million, beating the 305.41 oh, million geez. estimate. Um, they kind of gave out some adjusted EPS here. Uh, sales at 339 million to 341 million versus the 324 million point eight four million estimate. So uh, raising the guidance on their sales there, and also a good outlook on the full year 23 adjusted EPS. So there you guys see Zscaler getting some lift. Cybersecurity not going away again. You know valuations have kept me out of this industry, and sometimes you just got to forget about valuation and just go with story. I mean, the cybersecurity story is not going to go away anytime soon. You know, would I be a buyer of Palo Alto? I filled the gap almost perfectly, and now it's starting to lift from there. So, to Spinner's point earlier, you made a good point. It's been like the earnings have been good. They pop them, then they leak them for a bit. Sometimes even fill the gap, and then eventually they pop them and they start running just, them again. We saw it with oh, Lulu. We're yeah. starting to see it with Palo Alto Networks. So I like uh, he hourly. said we saw it with Enphase, which I don't remember that one, but I'm not gonna. You know, Spinner's good. He knows his stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. Z Scaler. I wouldn't chase it here, but on pullbacks here, I'd think about it. So if it's to get back 50% retracement of maybe today's move or something, get back to like the 165 area in a couple of weeks. If we get a pullback right now, I would just say I missed it. Though. I'm not chasing something of 23 bucks. No, I'm not. I wouldn't be chasing either. There's not a, a sticky level that, uh, you know, really. Too much risk. I, yeah, there's. So <laughs> what I'll do is I'll, I'll split these three highs from mid August. I mean, 180 psychological. Like if I was in this thing and it kept on going, I'd have to throw just to see if they lifted me at 180. And then I'd throw a lot more size out at 181 and then a lot more size out at 182. And then. What you know, scale it all the way up with the higher size. But uh, the next daily high comes in at 181.36. Intern with a good point. Snow did the same thing too. Another example. Snow with the big pop. 
and then the subsequent drop. And you know what? Yep. Almost filled the gap, and now it's starting to come back up. Those gap fills, Joel. Page six. We're writing the whole technical analysis book today. Yeah, and we're doing it, it right now here live. What is it usually watching out? It's washing out. Yeah, those does, that might be a little bit more different. I, I don't know if we really have the expert on the on the gap fills. The we gap just fills. yeah, we got to write more in two lines. When you take yeah. a look at what I did, you'll see what I how I'm doing it. I don't. It's tough. I mean, I think gap fills a lot are better. Uh, a lot of times, you know, like to cover. Like if you let's say something has a big gap up, and you know, and it come down, you know, you cover the short there, or also you can turn to, uh, you know, try the potential long. But a lot of times, man, they just don't get back down to that gap area, and it it makes you frustrated. But uh, Dennis, are you seeing anything out there in the S and P's here? Um, we're just kind of chopping around yeah. in the 40, well, we 30 handle. It's always good to look at the stocks. I mean, it gives you yes. a better feel. And people don't do this exercise. They just look at the S&P. But, like, I've got my whole screen showing me all the majors. I can see what's strong, what's not. It's definitely a Kathy type of day. A lot of Kathy stocks are very mm-hmm. strong here. Um, you're seeing, obviously, risk on day squares up 2.32%. That's with Bitcoin rallying. So you're seeing a lot of strength in those stocks. I'm trying to look for weakness here in this market, and I don't see a lot of weakness. Now, you know, there will be stocks that are lagging. The staples are lagging to a certain extent here this morning. But I'm seeing a lot of strength. So when you sometimes you come in, you see the S&P up 30 sticks, and you're like, well, what's driving it? Today, everything is driving it, so it's like for real. So I wouldn't say that I see this just fading. There's just so much strength across the board. I'm looking at Microsoft up 1%. Google up 1%, Amazon up 1.4%, Tesla up 1.4%. There's not a heck of a lot of major stocks that are only up 0.82%, which makes me feel like I'm a buyer of dips on SPY. It makes me feel a little bit biased to the long, at least trading from a pre-market perspective. I'll give you something that's a little bit weak, um, and it's just because you're going to risk off here. Uh, you know, the old sneaky UNH, right? Uh, nice trading. Ah, it's only 500 No, shares, it's, and it's a bad tick. Like- it's Bad not. tick. So sometimes no. you got to look at the montage. You see, yeah, you had a okay. tick there on Finra that's showing you a five twenty five twenty five. It's bid five twenty seven. So it's gotcha. bid up two bucks right now. It's okay. an odd lot bid up. You don't see it if you don't subscribe to odd lot. Okay, it's so it's up. still not up though. I mean, the spy is up point eight, it's but that's a no, and and it will lag. So yeah. these are lower beta. Risk off. Yep. It's it's lower beta too. So you you know just understanding relationships. There's certain stocks you know like your staples are going to lag. They're going to move like a fraction. Sometimes they move counter to the market. Lately they're just moving just not as much as the market. So you just got to you know when you're talking healthcare stocks, they move their the betas are lower, so they're not going to move as much as the overall market. All right, All right it's, let's. It, it, you want to bring on uh, Nate? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's bring on Nate Tobik, investor and founder of Complete bankdata.com. Welcome back on, Nate. Hey, thanks for having me. Morning. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. What do you got Let's on go your head there? What is I'm it? rocking a hat today. Yes. It's Friday. Bad hair day? Like Dennis has every day? That's it. <laughs> it, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. What's it say? Coop. What's Coop? It's what is a co-op. That? So it's a co-op. co-op. It's, for, <laughs> it's looking yeah. like Coop. I got I to put the glasses on better. Yeah, it's a, it's a rancher co-op. Nice. And um, so for if you're looking for a ranch uh, out west, land brokers could probably help you out. Awesome. I could always use a ranch, right? <laughs> All of us. Maybe I make a good trade pictures. and I could get a ranch. That, that's it. Yeah, I'm like, I just need to find like six million dollars in my back pocket, and I could get a, a little starter level one. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Nate, we could share one because it's going to take a little while. What right, about the guitar exactly. in the background? Are you a guitar player? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Can you can you play something for us? Not not on the air. Can no. you play this market up? <laughs> How's this market right now, Nate? You could get away from banks and you could get right on, and this is your big break right now. Live on pre market prep. Nate Tobik rocking it out. Now now I know. Now now I know why Nate's uh, slow to respond to my emails because we we bring him on the show, and all we do is razz him and give him a hard time. (laughs) He's like, all right. Is it a comedy show? Here's the funny thing, Joel. Something was going on with my email this week because I, you were not the only one. I, I got on another call and they're like, "Hey, why didn't you ever respond? I sent you this email and I was like, I never got anything." And then I went back and searched, sitting there unread. So it was, it was covering things up or something. I don't know what it was, but it, it's, uh, anyways. Microsoft. Talk to me about interest rates. Talk to me about your buddy Jerome Powell. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about inflation coming down. Give me, give me the, I, give me the skinny. So, I mean, what's I, I saw yesterday, the market thinks it's 75 basis points, then 50, then 25. So we'd maybe be at 4% by the end of the year, <clears throat> which, I mean, kind of seems appropriate given where inflation is, right? It, it actually probably should be a little higher. What's interesting, though, is, um, I mean, demand for lending has dropped some, but not really significantly, not, wow. not actually in a way that is correspondent to what the rates are doing. And um, so there's no refi activity, which is killing shops that existed off of that. But there's people are still buying houses. There's a lot of sticker shock on that, but it's still happening. People are still selling and uh, business formation, business activity and business borrowing is still. How do you gauge that? How do you gauge what, what indicators do you use to gauge that? Uh, so I'm actually, I, what I like to look at is I like to look at, um, just what the banks are actually doing in terms of loan volume themselves. So like how many loans they're doing and, you know, per month, per quarter, um, on a kind of a real-time basis. So that, that sort of activity is still, we're, we're still charging forward, um, so the question is, I mean, as rates go up, so there's two things happening with a lot of these banks. Uh, first of all, they're a lot. Some of the biggest ones are are pretty cheap. I mean, like 
10 times earnings is, is what they're at right now. And which one everyone, are those? Which one? So, are those? I mean, even the major ones, like if you look at uh, like Citibank is six times earnings. Uh, let's see. Regions is 10 times. Bank of America's 10. Wells Fargo's 10.8. I mean, they're they're all kind of in that same that same range right there. And um, everyone's just they're thinking the shoe's going to drop. And so I don't think that there's a ton of bad credit on a lot of these balance sheets. I think there's a lot of people who probably will just pay out their loan and they're just not going to move. They're, the business is just going to kind of stay where it is. Everything's kind of, it's stable. Um, the thing that is getting killed in some of these places is some of the, um, like some of the fintechs, like the SoFi stuff. Yeah. And uh, like Vero Bank. I like to watch Vero Bank. Uh, symbol, symbol. I'm not sure if they're traded yet. They just raised 500 million. Um, let's see. They're kind of okay. the... They're kind of the like, we're going to we're going to beat this thing. They bought out a bank and uh, raised 500 million. They're losing about 100 million dollars a quarter. So their runway is running out really fast. And uh, this it's just, you know, it, it's all they sell financial products to people who don't have any savings. So there's almost nothing on their balance sheet. They're just churning through their credit cards every single month. They're trying to make money on interchange. Uh, SoFi is kind of do. They have a similar business model, although they're doing more of the. Um, they're trying to do loans. They're doing a lot of personal loans, which uh, personal loans are kind of like. Um, I've used this analogy before. You know, if you go out to the bar, it's it's not the first drink that gets you in trouble. It's it's the last couple shots before you leave that gets you in trouble, and those are the personal loans that in the market. Mm -hmm. The personal loans are the problem. And uh, that's the stuff that's going to come back later. So they did $2.5 billion in those. My, my problem with SoFi is their effective asset base is like $37 billion. If, if, they, if you kind of figured out you know, where they were, uh, they lose money hand over fist. Banks with $37 billion, like um, a corollary to that would be FNB Bank. Um, it's uh, First National Bank. Uh, $5 billion market cap. I'm trying to find real quick their earnings. They, they make money hand over fist. And um, $109 million is what they did last quarter. So $400 million versus uh, SoFi loses. They're losing um, 95 million bucks a quarter. So there's a $200 million delta on that asset base. That, that's really hard to outrun uh, on scale. I'm, I'm actually not sure what scale exists for this. Well, and so it just kind of shows when you have, when you just don't have um, a stable deposit base of cheap deposits that are never leaving um, <clears throat> and you are trying to sell some of these loans and the, the <coughs> excuse me, the unit, the, you know, the unit profit or unit metrics or whatever are just not profitable. Structurally, they're just not profitable. And it doesn't seem like they could make their way there by just scaling up to it. Nate, um, now one thing I've been looking at is, of course, credit card defaults and kind of you just mentioned personal loans. But one thing that I'm really concerned on is companies like Affirm that have yes. opened up, right? You know, buy now, pay later. Is this I, a it, concern that you're seeing on out there, Nate? It took... I. I completely agree with that. 
Um, I think there's a lot of problem with those credit portfolios. What's interesting is um, there's a lot of companies that have kind of built on this foundation. And just because we haven't had a, a significant credit crisis over the last, say, 14 years, uh, it, it feels like this area of the market is really solid, but it, it's actually not a great area to be in the market. Um, you know, a lot of people like to dump on subprime, but the thing with subprime is this is that 13, 15, 17% interest rate is actually a true rate at the market to compensate for what the losses are. So if you, you know, I always think like if someone came in <clears throat> with dodgy credit and said, Hey, I want to borrow just like your $20, Joel, it's like, I want to borrow $25,000 to buy a car. What would the, what, what would the rate that you would have to offer to that person to be okay with it? it it's not 4%, 3%, no money down. It's probably 15, 17%. And then at that point you say, okay, I feel a little comfortable loaning this money out uh, because if I don't get it back and I do it in a pool, I'm going to make enough money that it, it's going to cover some of those losses. All right. So I did recently see a car repossession starting to go up. Do you feel like this is a trend that's going to continue going in that direction? I, I definitely think so. Um, I saw a stat and I wish I would have brought it to this. It was uh, how many people bought a car right after the stimulus and then only made a handful of payments. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Prime mortgage I mean, all over again crisis here. Oh, we'll buy a brand new house and we'll make two payments. And oh, we're missing payments. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it hopes not a strategy. Um, yeah. I think what, what caught a lot of people off guard was they either thought the money was going to continue or um, they just didn't have any, any ability to plan. And um, I mean, we're, we're kind of in a similar situation now where I think a lot of people are going to get squeezed by some of the inflation. Um, so I, I think it's going to come down some, but I think it's going to be persistent. And the reason for that is, is it's finally sort of, soaked into people's psyches and um for a long time it was it was kind of a financial markets thing and i think that would have been uh, the place for the fed to totally kill it off and uh we would not have had a problem but now i mean just talking to, to friends and neighbors everyone's oh the prices are only going up they're only going up they're never going to come back down and when people start to think like that the next step is they say hey i need to get an eight percent pay increase this year because i need to keep up well, then once you get that pay increase, then that trickles down through everything. And then suddenly you're in the spiral. And uh, the only way to kill it is to induce some sort of a recession. And the Fed is just kind of baby stepping this so much that everything's just tracking along and it, and it hasn't happened yet. Give me your most undervalued big bank and your most overvalued big bank. Oh, that's a tough one. I so Wells Fargo, I just don't like those guys. I think that that is, um, no matter what the price is, it's it's just, it's not worth buying. Um, that's based on kind of the culture there, some of the business practices. They they always keep having scandals. It's because the culture of the place is just a, a bunch of people running around, bumping into walls and uh, not sure what they're doing. And you can't fix that. You can't fix that if it's trading lower or higher. Um in terms of big banks, I think Regents Financial is a, a I, I like them. Um, PNC Bank is also also an interesting bank. 
And uh, both of them have have room to grow and market share to, to earn. And uh, they're not really in that same um, same class as, say, a Wells Fargo. I'll, I'll, I'll also throw out here. This is it's a small bank, but I like uh, CB, CBB Bank. Um, and it's I think the ticker is CBBI. Okay. Holy, that's strange by appointment. Uh, it's, a, it's a tiny little thing. It's an OTC bank. You've been um, hanging out with Tim Melvin at all? That's right. He likes these things. Yeah, Here's, this, this bank is, um, they're a phenomenal operator. It's a Korean owned bank. And so they do a lot of lending in that, in that niche to, you know, Korean um, communities in the U.S. So L.A. and Texas. Well, that makes and sense. Um, some of these minority banks are crazy undervalued. And they're extremely well run and to the point where, um, at least with CBB, uh, now they're paying a bigger dividend. And the what I like about it is um, some of the fiscal restraint for the executives. So a lot of times you get a bank their size, a couple billion dollars, and executives are paying themselves half a million, a million dollars. Uh, these guys are all paid very reasonably, probably even on the, the uh, low side for L.A., and instead, they own, I think, 30% of the bank. And so they're paying earnings back out as a dividend. And so as a shareholder, I want to be on board with someone like that versus uh, someone who's lining their pocket with options. And then, uh, you know, we get the scraps. Um, are you still picking on the Bank of the Ozarks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I, I don't know if I've used it on this show. My analogy is it's it's like living next door to a dynamite collector. And it, it might be okay for a while, but you just you get that one bad spark and uh, you're done. Okay. Do you like that show, Ozark? Did you watch the series on Netflix? No, I, ne- I never oh, did. Oh, gosh, you got to watch that series. I watched one minute of the like first this. episode, and uh, it was enough for me. No, it was awesome. You got to oh, watch man. Ozark. So Bank of, all I can think about is the Ozark. The, the Netflix here's something show with Bank of the Ozarks, though, is um, so they went really deep into New York City real estate, and uh, they it was out this week that New York City – New York City real estate, the values are down like 42 percent, not quite as much as San Francisco. But uh, there at some point, there will be a reckoning with that. Uh, A lot of other cities have sort of escaped that because enough people have come back to the offices a couple of days a week. And New York just still some of these major metros just still hasn't experienced that. And uh, so they might have some impairments from that. Nate, do you follow the European banks at all? I, I mean, I not really. They're to, a totally different beast. I would not invest. Well, I'll say this. I would not invest in them, except um, I would invest in some of the regional banks from Credit Agricole. They're in France. And uh, it's this really funky mutual structure. So uh, the parent Credit Agricole Bank owns, uh, I think it's like 12 or 15 regional banks. And then the regional banks in turn own that parent bank. Uh, those things are all perennially very cheap. And uh, right now that they're only paying like a 5% dividend. Uh, some of them will get up to like a 10 or 15% dividend. And um, they're worth just buying and sitting on. Uh, probably one of them sells out and goes private every 10 years or so. So it's, it's kind of a basket play. You purchase all of them, just sit there, collect dividends and uh, 
you'll do okay with that. But other than that, no, like the German banks, I, I won't invest in those. What um, about the big banks? What about like, I haven't, like we never talk about Goldman Sachs. We never talk about Morgan Stanley. Uh, I guess, you know, they, they kind of are in their own category. They're in their uh, own category. I mean, Goldman Sachs is, is fairly cheap. Um, I'll say this, this is from Goldman Sachs. I have never been hit by so many cold calls and cold emails trying to solicit me for their wealth management. So I don't know if that's a, um, really? Oh, they my want gosh. you to run money for them? No, they want they want me to sign up as Ooh. a customer. Yeah, they want your money more like and, it. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if that's a sign that things aren't doing well or, <laughs> or, or what. <laughs> that's uh we need more cash sign. <laughs> All right, Nate, before we let you go, uh, I'm gonna do something on the show that I, I've never done before. Oh boy. I've said you're so hard to get a hold of by email. I'm going to schedule the next time you come on the show. Okay, great. All right. And I'm going to go. I see. Um, I see. J- <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, look at your calendars. Live I see. Yes. JP Morgan uh, is um, August, October 14th. Okay. Uh-oh, there you go. He's been okay. smart with so, it too. Bringing the so, calendar we, in it. so can we give it a couple days after that? Let me uh, hold on real quick. We're well, sorry, 17, folks. It's just this 16. guy. Is, Get him right in the really, middle of bank earning season. Yes, that's That's where where we got to get Nate on. Let me, uh, I don't know if I'm all booked up then. I know, um, Muhammad Alarian. You see, you see how you see how booked up Joel's calendar is here. He has to. Didn't we have Muhammad on the show once? Yeah, yeah, they're (laughs) trying to. We had Muhammad Alarian once. How about we'll give it a couple days to shake out? He flips a little bit. (laughs) Tuesday, October 18th at 8:35. Yeah, that works. I'm going to send, you know what? I'm going to show you high tech I am. I'm going to send you an uh, email Google Calendar invite, too. He's not only technical on the charts, he's technical in his life. Send, send me those invites. The invite works. Yes. Okay, better than, better than, okay. Nate, All right, Nate, don't worry. I got the dog ready for the farm. We'll get, we'll get one soon. No worries. There we go, yeah. <laughs> Nate get out that ranch. Our Let's number go. one bank analyst on Wall Street and guitarist. So Nate Tobik of Thank the you so much. playing guitar next time you're coming on. <laughs> next time you're playing a tune. Play you know all that? Yep. Yeah. All, all right. right. Nate. All right. All right. That was guy. a great interview right. there. Definitely talked a lot about the banks and the banks were looking good yesterday. So we'll see if they can have a little bit of follow through. Uh, I did want to get into Regenron before we get too oh my far gosh. away. Uh, Regenron wow. definitely getting a monster move yesterday from positive results. And then today, Morgan Stanley's <sighs> analyst, Matthew Harrison, upgrading Regenron, uh, said that it could gain another 20% from the current levels after the shares rallied on the backs of positive drug trial results. He said, overall, we now see Regenron as the preferred large cap growth name supported by a range of products delivering durable revenues and advancing oncology pipeline with potential to diversify the base business. The chase is on. I saw a couple upgrades for Regeneron today. Got to chase mm-hmm. price. That's what they I, like I, to I, do. No I'll let you guys handle this one. I, I have right. Eight minutes well, of ticker time, I think, is what we have happening here. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at, will it start up the biotechs again? And so that's what I'll be watching, of course. Um, to they see all if- ran yesterday. Biogen, huge day. You had the exactly. conference over the running. Regeneron, obviously. You had a lot of big moves in biotech. Gilead was up at one point in time, but Gilead never holds a game. <laughs> 
I'm trying Gilead right now in my little paper competition account. So we'll see if that will go. Gilead has been tough money for a long time. Yeah. COVID. Remember, we were all over Gilead during COVID. That was good. Yeah, we were looking for them. COVID. Looking yeah. to step up. All right, let's go ahead. Let's take a little bit of ticker time. Uh, see what's mentioning on out there. Sabrina bringing up one that I've been closely following. Let's do that one. Let's do the Oxy. I don't think we mentioned an oil name today. Oxy having some lows in the same area. Yes. Will it hold? I've talked about Double this bottom, area. Yep. Yep. Um, Is Warren getting down and dirty yet? That's I, what I'm wondering. We know if it gets down to the 50s, Warren's like, you yeah, come to well, pop up. But I don't know if he's getting down dirty at 64 or not from yesterday, obviously. I've been kind of trying to like just be biased along this stock against oil just because um, – and hedging <laughs> it against XLE, XOP just because I feel like there's a Warren put in here, but it's come back down nicely. If you want to buy oil stocks, this is the one I'd buy. Uh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to look at, I'm 66. I can't get that out of my mind right there. If you're looking for yeah, more upside. I like it. Yep. I, like it 66, yep. I don't like oil overall, but I like Oxy. Uh, I know. That's so kind of the way I feel because it's like, you know, you just don't want to, you don't want to fight Warren, you know? Yeah. And, uh, even though, uh, uh, I mean, these stocks, if you think about it, I mean, they have pulled back, but I think at this point, these, these two things have been holding up uh, pretty well, but, uh, keep an eye on 66 and Oxy. Shout out to Petrie. Greetings from Finland. Finland. Really? We love yeah. Finland. Got to give him a shout out for sure. How'd you, you got find some us? love on the show. That's How'd what I like to hear. Petrie. Huh? Finland. All right, wow. let's let's take one more. Um, let's do here. I'm seeing some lower names. What Micron? This is one that we haven't oh, talked this about. Is, I'm long in the long term account. Bag holding Micron. Yeah, Hey, hey, you got yeah. diamond hands. You got diamond, diamond hands. hands. Micron. These are called. You know, <laughs> that's how you lose money. Diamond hands equals losing money. Uh, Fifty-one dollars <laughs> low in July. We've bounced off those lows. We know it's been kind of a shipwreck. Nvidia leading the way on the downside, not helping any of them. Micron. I'm just looking through them all. Applied Materials, LRCX. All had decent days. Sneaky. I mean, you could use yesterday's low. Made a new low on the move. They won't we go could back use that, but it's definitely there. showing no relative strength yet. So, kind of talking as my book, but it's been a dog. Uh, a short-term target. Uh, really short-term. See what happens at fifty-six sixty-nine. Uh, that was your high on Tuesday. I finally got the days right with the Labor Day. Uh, but for me, for long term, like to say, okay, you know, Dennis is not going to get smoked on this one. I would like to see it go up and get above 58 and hold 58. And you know why? Because it had the move off the earnings warnings low, bounced to 65, gave back more than half of the move, Right. And now can can the bulls reestablish that like everything's okay? Hold fifty eight. So that's what I'm looking at in Micron. I've decided I suck at trading the stock. I just decided it right now because I had my Micron. Uh, I, get, I get stuck in the value <laughs> trap in this thing. You look at the earnings, like oh, but it's all cyclical. it's cyclical. I know it screws me every time. It's cyclical. Uh, when you buy it, it goes down. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> me. It's got to be me. For sure. Well, last one I'll just bring up because uh, you guys see me representing the Dolphins. Definitely DraftKings. Uh, it wasn't a bad little trade into the NFL season. Yeah. NFL season started last night. Yep. And um, now I'll see if it can continue running. But wasn't Are you going play. with Baker Mayfield on uh, the Daily Fantasy like I recommended? I got you, Joel. I'm going to take you Baker. Wake, okay. Wake and Baker, man. Wake and Wake Baker. And Baker. 17. <laughs> 
No, that that's a uh, wake and bake with chicken. Uh, <laughs> How are the Lions? It, are we have any chance against uh, the Eagles this weekend? Is there any chance? The Lions against the Eagles? Come on, Dennis. You, no you, chance, right? You, you got to be praying for one. There's no chance. I want to be a Lions fan. Try to start I strong try. and to give you hope. I've been a Lions fan for better part of 40 years. And it's like they give you the hope always. You know, it's like, well, we're going to be him. better. Oh, well, you know, we're going to have that high pick. Oh, well, you know, we start with three and one out the gate. This is the year. And then we lose like eight in a row. That's how it works. So it's early in the season. Usually the Lions give you some hope. They'll beat the Eagles. They'll be like, this is the Lions year. And then we'll just fall. Do you get um, HBO in Canada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh... Canada. What do you think? We're like in the. <laughs> I don't know because uh, Hard Knocks. Here? Do you know what Hard Knocks is? No. You haven't watched it's, Hard Knocks, Dennis? I, I I don't watch it either, but Dennis, I mean, give me so, a call. I can share my password. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it it's a, a, a like NFL reality show. Oh, yeah, they did it on the Lions. I'm worried about the offensive line. They're banged up, and that's the problem. You know, they there. always have a suspect defense. So and, I want to yeah. be because they take it Aiden Hutchinson number two. So I'm thinking of getting some Lions gear, but. I put Lisa through so much on football Saturdays that I've, I really have tried not to put her through the same on uh, football Sundays. So um, I'm going to wrap key is just what? it's the key is uh, if you're a lions, if you kind of become a lions fan here, you got one playoff victory in the history of the franchise. I mean, you could say, Oh yeah, well, think- you know, eventually it's our time. The odds are eventually we're going to work. Yeah. Anyway, you know how many like top five picks the Lions have screwed up? Pretty much all of them. I mean, it's just I, I don't know <laughs> how you can just get the losing out of the franchise, but it's just there forever. So Jason's ruined the Jason Lions. Jason just on popped there. in. He's go Lions. He said he met golf. Uh, Jason is He's are ready. we gonna beat the Eagles this weekend? I wanna know. I think we can. Draft well, teams. I'll say at least I think teams. Joel picks the best team in in uh, Michigan to go for, and uh, you might want to follow Jill's uh, advice on picking the right team. I'm Michigan. calling the Lions as the upset for the week over the Eagles. Home dog. We're gonna get Home all dog. pumped up and say this is our year after the victory, and then it's gonna fall apart. After. Home dog. Home dog. Uh, one of my dad's golden rules was um, home dog on grass. Uh, but mm. there's no grass there. It's artificial grass. So, and uh, and the home field advantage certainly didn't help the Super Bowl champs last night. So that home field advantage is uh, definitely dissipating. But uh, uh, all right, Dennis, um, I'll let you get to um, editing uh, that chapter on the 50% retracement uh, that yeah. you'll be doing uh, after the open. Yeah. And I'm going to call you it's a ten o'clock to make sure that it's done. Okay. All right. You guys right, see that? All right, I'll get right these guys on out of here. Go blue. Joel Conan going to pre-market go prep Lions. plus Dennis going to what he does best. Go ahead and Lions. nail some trading. Lions. See what you see on out there. We'll see if we get that rally into the CPI report like Dennis has been uh, kind of looking at. And I feel like, you know, at least on that point, he's been pretty dead on. I know Joel and I were looking at more of the 401 kind of being a little bit of a stopping point. We got over that already overnight. So uh, keep your eyes on that. Um, I'm going to quickly go through some of the stocks, bring you guys over to all access. It's going to be at 910. Let's keep going. Let's take an overall look in the market. What kind of trades can we see going into this? Where could we see the spy stop today? Well, the first level I'm going to call out is right over here on Monday's high, which is 405.84. 
That's kind of the level of the first one to stop. Then I, I see Dennis's 410 in play. Now that we're above the 400, definitely the 410 is in play. I say keep watch on a stock like Apple that's putting in a nice little bottom around here. We wouldn't want to see it get back through 153.50s. There's 153.60s, 153.69. So don't see that cut through those lows. You're looking for a move back above 157 going towards 160 on Apple to have a really nice day there. Uh, Tesla has been also one to keep on watch. Look for a move back above the 300. Um, 280s was acting like a good support here for a good while. So a little pullback into that is not not a bad area to see around 285. But a move back above 300 has this really looking bullish. And then you can really start looking back towards those rips. Remember when it was at kind of the 1100. This time it would be a move going up towards, let's say, 325s. Tesla's actually looking good here. I'm starting to see some good balancing here. And now we just need to see the volume come through with a nice breakout on the upside. We'll see what happens there. Of course, uh, lithium plays in play today. We talked about PLL setup, LAC. Uh, but don't forget uranium also. Uranium's been taking off. I've been talking about this countless times for you guys to kind of keep following these. Uh, uranium making a really nice move yesterday. We're talking about a move above 24 yesterday. Now we're above that 24, up of about 24, 25 I'd be looking for a slight red to green coming back towards around 23.75, then getting right back above that 24 level. And of course, if you guys just want some uh, kind of the actual price stocks, the actual symbols, you can look at LEU, UEC, URG. These are definitely some to keep on watch. With this, I've been watching kind of the solar moves, right? I'm going to, I've been in this one in the competition account, um, and we're going to look to see this kind of continue going. ENPH is our leader, right? And what struggled yesterday was First Solar. So keep your eyes on First Solar. I feel how First Solar goes, the, the kind of solar stocks will follow. And NVIDIA for tech. If you're looking at tech, look at NVIDIA. We're back above kind of this 141 range. Now we're getting into this kind of shadow area. Look to see if we can make the move and start closing on up there close towards uh, 149.99 or 150. We'll see if we can make that move back on up today. I feel like as NVIDIA go, a lot of the tech names will go. So this is one that I've been watching. As yesterday, we saw a kind of, kind of lead on up, and a lot of them kind of followed like AMD and a lot of these stocks. So keep them on your radar today. Technology has been decent. Basic Materials also had a big day in steel yesterday. So if you want to take a look at some stocks, take a look at Cleveland Cliff. Uh, yesterday, it's had a really nice move on up and starting to watch the daily level. I've talked about above 18s. It looks really nice to come in back towards 19 and 20. This is one to keep on watch. Look for the leader to take lead, U.S. Steel, or maybe NUE to kind of take lead here. U.S. Steel had a really nice day yesterday and also Nucor. So these are just steel plays that you guys can keep on watch. And look at the daily now on Nucor as it's trying to get back towards some highs. We'll see if it gets around the 145. All right, so throw up some stocks in the chat. If you guys got some, I'll definitely run through them. Uh, are, are you still bearish longer term? Uh, yes, I am still bearish longer term. The, the big thing for me is I would like to see what happens in the next kind of two or three months um, with, with kind of the inflation data because I think it's all going to be dependent on oil, really. I think when it comes down to is will oil spike back above, let's say, 120? If that happens, well, there you guys will probably see, at least in my eyes, we'll probably get that downturn towards, let's say, 
and, and I would say around this 350 looks interesting for me. Um, but for me also, I think one of the things is that we need to see is some consistency, right? We can't be seeing these kind of up, up moves like a, a move up about 14% in the SPY and then a move followed by a 10% decline. We want to get these to kind of slow down. The volatility, it needs to slow down here. We need some sideways action for us to kind of get back up. Um, and for right now, I think we're just in a chop, in a chop until we get out of this kind of inflationary story. And once the inflation story changes, we'll be back into a bull market. The question is, will we come back to 365s? Well, I, I still feel that there's definitely in room to go back down there. The big thing is going to be about inflation. Um, UNG is one that I'm closely keeping an eye on, right? Has pulled back significantly. Now we'll look to see if we get another run in natural gas and we'll see how it affects. Also take a look at the commodities. Wheat is trying to come back up. Corn is trying to come back up. This is what's going to determine, right? I mean, corn is starting to make a little bit of a move. Soybean, uh, soybean, you guys can watch or look at the futures contracts for, uh, soybean and, Take a look at coffee, things like that. I think we will get another spike here. If those spike, then inflation comes back up. We need to keep on watch. All right, let's keep going. Um, APPH. Uh, APPH. I did see uh, some people looking at this. Uh, app Harvest. Um, well, I mean, you're going off of a monthly support. If you want to go off that monthly support, that's not too bad. That's a recovery of the 284 I personally just think that, you know, this stock's in a downtrend and that's probably why I wouldn't be trading it here. But do I like the company long-term? I like what they're doing. I have to say, I, I think that the mission's a good mission, but the problem is, can they actually start getting some kind of real return there? I do see this declining line and kind of a bottoming around the 260s. If you're going really tight, I don't think it's a bad trade because you're sticking towards your risk and you have a bottom. But you have to really kind of stick there. You really wouldn't want to see this stock get to 250 and then breaking through 52-week lows. APH is a five-year stock. I would agree with that outlook. Zilton is definitely a stock that doesn't have a bad story, doesn't have a bad mission, but they're losing so much money right now is the key, 100%. All right, PINs getting the lift up. All right, we got about three minutes left till we get you guys over to all access. PINs is starting to get that lift. This is one to watch, I think, with Snap. So as you see Snap go, you can see Snap continuing that daily trend up. Look for PINs. So I would just look at both of them. Pullback levels to look for around 24, slightly below 24. But right now you're already at, at almost 25. So you could see this just kind of take off through 25 here. I'd watch Snap also. I think they're going to run hand in hand. Keep your eyes on these two names. All right. We'll see what else is kind of getting some lift out there. It's going to be interesting to watch today. Uh, financial services, we're getting a lift yesterday. We'll see if JPM can continue and do a day two type of move. You can see here, it's kind of, a, it would be a day three. It's already kind of gotten some good lift here. Um, we'll see what happens here in the global banks. All right, hit the like. I hope you guys are enjoying me going through the content here and trying to do my best to go through some stocks. If you guys got some stocks to call on out, you're more than welcome to throw them out and I'll definitely take a look. Um, what else am I going to take a look at? Let's see here. Uh, Target, one that is definitely on our radar, Quantum. We've talked about this. We've been looking for it to really kind of get into this shadow zone and hold. Yesterday, you got that nice close and it held the pullback. So 
I'm starting to look at target for a longer term play, trying to fill in some of the shadow up towards 200. It doesn't look bad. Remember, they're getting through a lot of their inventory. Now we just have to see what happens in target in their earnings. Their earnings don't come, though, until November 16th. So we could maybe close up this gap before we get that earnings report. And then we'll be worried about will it get this knocked down right back into these levels. So Target is definitely one on my radar, just like Costco is on my radar also. And Costco reports on September 22nd. So that that's not too far. So Costco is definitely on my radar. We'll see if it can make a move back on up. Let's look at the daily chart. Daily chart has a lot of bottoming around these moving averages. Look for these moving averages to hold, especially the 200-day, which is 523.28. Has some nice bottoming there. And moving averages starting to come below gives us that bullish sign, especially if they can stay below the price action. We'll see what happens. All right, that's going to do it for me today, guys. We are about to get you on over to All Access, where you guys will get some stories from some new stocks and opportunities out there. Like always, you guys know I'm all about the stories, so I pay attention to these stocks also to maybe find a potential investment that I like. Like always, we will be on in the chat. If you guys want to chat with me in there, talk about some stocks, you're more than welcome to. Maybe call out some big movers. I'll be in that chat staying along with you guys like always building the community please hit the thumbs on up if you guys enjoy pre-market prep that's what this is all about i mean at the end of the day we try to get you guys ready for the markets to rise and shine into the intraday trading action we'll see you next time like always right here on benzinga's pre-market prep and hit the like on your way out i'll see you guys next time and have a great weekend enjoy some football action Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.